Friends, today we're talking to Amy Walter-Peterson, Pastor Amy, to me at Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairport, New York. And we were in the midst of having a call because I work with the church. And we started to talk about being in this moment and how challenging it is. And I thought, this is a conversation that maybe you'd want to be listening into. So enjoy this one. I know you will. I did. Hi, Amy. Hey, Cass. So we were just having a meeting, and mm-hmm. I said, you want to just record an episode about this because we're talking about something that I think a lot of people are in the midst of feeling right now, which is, it is the holidays. It's present. It is present. Yes. But me personally, I have that more like I'm wearing roller skates and I don't know how to roller skate feeling, which is not very filled with the spirit. Unless you like roller skates for Christmas or something. That is not a terrible idea. I don't hate that idea. So, George, if you're listening, that is a good one. That might be easier if you lived in Southern California, however, and we do not. We don't. No, roller skating today would be a hazard. Treacherous. Yeah. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? At this time of year, in what I do as a pastor, I am usually feeling a little bit stressed out. And I feel a lot of overwhelm because my list of the things that have to get done so that the church that I serve can celebrate Christmas in such a way that doesn't stress out the community, but that feeds them means that I have to be like thinking about Christmas and beyond as soon as Thanksgiving is over. So like this morning, I'm planning worship for the 24th of December. And when we get done, I'm going to be like planning worship for the beginning of January and things like that. So those things have to happen. So there's like this sense that the time I'm in isn't the time when I'm about things that I'm thinking about. So that's always really weird and overwhelming. Uh, That is how I'm feeling, overwhelmed. I think that is such a relatable thing that, and I know for so many of the listeners, we're in this space of planning ahead for 2024. We're we're looking ahead because we're officially in circle back after the holidays o'clock and very little is moving forward at any reasonable pace but it also doesn't feel really great to be here because I keep on jumping forward in time and then back. And there's this sense. So this year, this kind of in-between time is particularly weird in the church because there are always four Sundays before Christmas Eve or before Christmas. And because of the way the calendar falls this year, um, that means that those four Sundays don't actually start until this Sunday, whereas usually they start the Sunday right after Thanksgiving. And you wouldn't think that would make any difference in the world, but it does. I don't know how or why it does, but it does. So in my brain, I'm still a little bit like, oh, I have all the time in the world. It's still, it's not even Advent. It's not even the first Sunday of Advent yet. And yet when the first Sunday of Advent actually comes, then I only have three weeks to do all of the things that are Christmas related. So if I'm not doing them now, they're not going to get done or they're going to get done with even more overwhelm and stress happening in my life in those three weeks. And so even if people are not connected to the calendar of the church, I do think that there is something about that, uh, that 
just impacts us. I think you're exactly right. And I'm glad that you named that because I was unaware that there were five Sundays in between Thanksgiving and Christmas instead of the normal four. Yes. I was unaware of that before you shared it. And it also helps me feel a little right about being out of alignment, like being a little disintegrated. It's I have this feeling of I have plenty of time, but that time is speeding up in a really weird way. Yes, exactly. Exactly that, Cass. Yeah. And even for those of us that aren't nurturing an entire church full of humans, we probably have a longer to-do list. And I think at the top of my to-do list is the unnamed expectations that I have of myself. Oh, I'm so, so my colleague, Abby, and I just talked about this morning on our podcast, actually, all of the expectations that are tied up into this time of year. So uh, if people want to hear that conversation, that's on our Between Sundays podcast. <laughs> awesome. And it's going to come out on Thursday, right? Yes. Okay. So if you're listening to this, just wait a hot day and then listen to Between Sundays and you'll hear more about expectations. Yeah, it's tricky. It's a tricky time of year. How are you being present in this moment? Like when you want to feel the joy and the delight and all of the things that we sing about, right? Yeah. How are you doing it? For a good chunk of my life, one of the ways that I do that is actually by singing. I am also a singer by vocation. And most of my life, I have sung in choirs and have been part of concerts around this time of, of year. And so for me, I sing with a group called the Lyric Chorale. We have our concert on December 9th. And for months, I've been singing Christmas music, but now we're in the final rush. And so there's a lot of Christmas music that I'm singing and I'm listening to to make sure that I know it so I can perform it well. And so literally singing music and singing music of the season, listening to it, but also singing it is one of the ways that I uh, become present to this time. So that's a very one concrete example. I think the other example for me is... I try to do, I try to do this all the time. I'm horrible at it, which is I try to sit down and do some reading and prayer and meditation on a daily basis. I will confess that I'm really bad at that and doing it consistently over the course of the year. But there are periods of time in which I can be very faithful at that. And Advent is one of the times when I'm really faithful at just sitting, reading, maybe listening to some music as part of that. Sometimes I try to light a candle. Sometimes I don't. But really doing some kind of focused reading, for me, it's faith-related reading about this season. And so last year, I got a new book of Advent devotions. I'm not going to remember the name of it, but it's we'll all to about... It. Part, yeah, it's we'll all about it. animals that hibernate in the winter and it's every day is about a different animal and it has these beautiful line drawings of animals and the writer is just so attuned to the patterns of behavior of all of these creatures that are around us in northern climates and the ways that they their behavior and their um, activity changes 
at this time of year and how essential that is for their life. And that book, which I got last year, just it's one of the best things. I just loved it. I just it so resonated with me that I gave it to a whole bunch of people last year because I just thought every I want everyone I know to have this. I talked about it in my preaching. And so I am super excited to read that book again. I've pulled it out, so I have it ready to go on the 1st of December. But I'm really excited to just be in that space again because it was such a wonderful, tangible reminder that it's not just me that is in the midst of preparing the whole world around me. The creatures that I don't even know about are also preparing. for life and for renewal. And and part of that involves rest and part of that involves deep rest, hibernation. But for a lot of animals, it also involves a heightened level of activity in order to get to that place. So I just, that's, I love, it's, I can't wait to open that book on the 1st of December. That sounds amazing. We're going to definitely link to that in the notes on this episode so that you can get that book if you're interested in it. Yeah. I think this idea of meditation, grounding, journaling, taking in something with ritual, it's such a beautiful invitation that we have this season that so frequently invites us into. And it would be easy to not do it with how busy everybody is. Right. When do you do it? Like tactically. For meditation and prayer, that sort of thing, I really try to do it in the morning because I just find that it's more apt to happen if I do it in the morning before I go to work. Um, Though today, for instance, because I've started reading another book today, I didn't do it this morning. And so it'll be something that I do when I get home for the day. And I'll just make sure that I sit down for 20 minutes, a half an hour and just do that. But it's so much easier for me if I do it in the morning. There's also the church has this wonderful tradition of lighting a candle for each Sunday of Advent. And I have in my home uh, a couple of different Advent wreaths that I have gotten over the years. Or they're not even Advent wreaths. They're just candlesticks with four candles in them. And so I make them my Advent wreaths. And that is often sometimes in the evening, I'll just light my candle for the week and I will. That'll be my just, I'm going to sit for 10 minutes and do my reading. And if that's all the time I get today, that's the time I get. But that also is the way that I do it. I want to underline and highlight something here. Because you're a pastor. I am a pastor. At Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairport, because I don't think I said that yet. And And I don't always. (laughs) And you don't always. And sometimes it's just something that happens in the fringe. And so... Whatever we're doing is probably okay. Absolutely. Whatever we, yeah, whatever any of us do on any given day to ground ourselves. uh, For me, it's to remind myself of the one whose footsteps I follow or at least try to follow. Whatever we do to put ourselves in that place on a daily basis, and some days it's extensive, and some days it's just reminding ourselves of, oh, Jesus. For me, that's what it is. Whatever we do is enough, and it's the right thing on that day. You've got something special coming up 
And I want to talk about it because this is a dark time of year where we are. And there's a lot, there's a lot to be grieved. There's a lot not being said in the shadows. There's a lot of hurt. Just a tremendous amount of hurt and pain. And so this year you're doing a special service, which I'm personally inviting a few friends that have lost family members this past mm-hmm. year. Like I want them to know that they're going to see somebody friendly in that space. Mm-hmm. Tell us about. Yeah. So Bethlehem for some time has done a service called the longest night service. It usually takes place on the longest night or near the longest night. And so this year it'll take place on December 21st, which is the longest night, the night of the longest time of darkness. It's at 7 p.m. And it is a simple service, usually really simple accompaniment, maybe guitar or dulcimers uh, in our sanctuary. It's a chance for us to hear the word. It's a chance for us to gather with just some quiet and some prayer. It's a chance for us to remember one of the primary stories of scripture about who Jesus is, and that is that Jesus was the light that came into the world, a light that no amount of darkness or shadow could ever extinguish. And so in the midst of whatever loneliness we might feel or grief we might feel or whatever whatever sense of overwhelm or whatever it is that, that we are carrying and feeling, that is precisely what Jesus was born into, was that place in our lives and into this world. And so the service of the longest night is a chance to just come together um, and remember that light. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you'll be there. And it really, it's a very, it's usually a really quiet, uh, beautiful, simple service. Yeah. What is one way you're taking a best next step? After our chat today, I'm going to be planning a worship service for January so I can cross that one off my list. (laughs) So that's one (laughs) best step. I think the other thing is I think I'll be taking some time to do my just seasonal reading today as well and making sure that I take the time to do that because that really does ground me at this time of year. And that's it's important for me to be grounded, especially at a time when there's so much that polls. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing some time with us today. Thanks, Cass.